Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. Uh, This evening, I'm going to be speaking from 2 Timothy, and that is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, about the mystery of godliness, the mystery of godliness. And I'm going to make a reference at the beginning of our study to the mystery of iniquity, that Paul speaks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, the mystery of inequity that uh, Paul writes about or wrote about and that occurs in 2 Timothy 2, 7, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. So uh, let us have a word of prayer, and then we'll begin our study for this evening. Father, we thank you, first of all, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for us, on a Roman gibbet. We thank you, Father, that he died for our sins and that he was crucified, Lord, on our behalf, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures for our justification. Thank you, Father, for our wonderful Savior and for the hope that we have in him to be delivered out of this world so that we may ever be with him. I pray for those, Lord, who believers who are having problems, those who are hurting, those, Father, who need a word of encouragement. I pray that through your word, they might receive encouragement this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Second Thessal- First and Second Thessalonians are the first uh, writings uh, of the Apostle Paul, and he dealt Uh, with some very uh, important eschatological questions uh, with the church at Thessalonica. And by eschatology is the doctrine or the study of last things or final things. And so the New Testament tells us that the eschaton, that is the present period, The period in which you and I live is called the eschaton. Uh, It began uh, with the the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we live in the the eschaton presently. And this, uh, this period is also called the church age by some. We know that this present age, this this church age, is going to end uh, with a great apostasy, that is, a standing off and away from the person of Christ. Now, the the term that Paul uses in the Greek New Testament, uh, and that it is transliterated as apostasy, means 
does not mean that individuals will stop going to local churches, although because of some of the mandates uh, many individuals have. But it doesn't mean that people will not engage in religious services. It does not mean that at all. It means uh, that the form of, of, of the, the visible church will remain, but the the content is of the content of historic Christian faith uh, will be abandoned. Now, there are plans to build a great uh, center for religion in New York that will be composed of Catholicism, Judaism, and Islam on one campus uh, in order to facilitate a great uh, one world religion, a great one world religion. So uh, we know that this is where the, uh, the powers, and by powers I mean uh, 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 Satan and his hosts. This is where they want to take the world. They want to, to move the world into this one great religion that emphasizes uh, the brotherhood of man, the intrinsic brotherhood of man. And the Bible does not teach such a doctrine. Now, there were theologians who did teach uh that doctrine, but it has fallen by the wayside. Now, in Second Thessalonians, Paul dealt with believers who were facing intense persecution for their faith. And uh, there was some uh, teaching about uh, that had to do with uh, that, that, that hurt the faith of, of some believers. And so uh, Paul uh, cleared up their doctrinal confusion with uh, two letters, 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, Paul writes of uh, the mystery of inequity, uh, which reads as follows, quote, For the mystery of inequity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked one, I should read wicked one, but in the old KJ, King James Version, it reads, that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So, in verse 7, we have the musterion of anomia. We have, and so, uh, this mystery is a sacred secret that, is, that now is, uh, is revealed or unveiled, musterion. The word iniquity actually means anomia. It means lawless or lawlessness. So there is this uh, this working of lawlessness, and you and I can see it at work uh, in the West in Western culture. People want 
There are evil people who want to introduce chaos. Uh, they want to cast off restraint. They want to create chaos. They want, they have uh, made uh, right, wrong, and wrong, right. They have thrown out uh, right and wrong. And so um, they want people, they're nudging or moving people toward uh uh, dialectical materialism. So we have thesis, antithesis, with which you and I are familiar, and we shall say right and wrong. But then we have uh, we have synthesis. So we have a combination of thesis and antithesis, and so uh, which uh, by which these people mean. Uh, to introduce dialectical relativism in order to destroy culture, in order to destroy family, in order to destroy women, in order to destroy men, in order to destroy schools and churches and everything that makes culture effective and healthy. They want and so they want to unleash their lawlessness. And so they have introduced the reading of pornography uh, into so-called public schools so that these evil people who call themselves teachers can indoctrinate children into unholy lies. They are discipling children with uh, unholy uh, writings and pictures. They want to destroy the minds. Or they have these reading times at local libraries in which uh, people who are dressed up in drag attire uh, will read stories to children. And some of these people have now uh, uh, showing themselves uh, to children. And, and notice, the targets are always the children because they want to destroy uh, uh, the children and they want to infect and pollute their minds as they are growing up. So lawlessness, lawlessness uh, abounds. And so uh, the one who is holding back the full manifestation of evil that these people want to do and to create. They want to, uh, they want to collapse the culture. They want to collapse the housing market. They want to collapse uh, the stock market. And you and I know that the stock market is rigged. And you and I know uh, some very important things about the way culture has been set up and that uh, we are watched through cell phones, so they monitor everything we do. And so God sees the evil uh, of what is going on. The Holy Spirit is the one who restrains or holds back. He is currently, we call it the restraining ministry of the Spirit. He is currently holding back the full manifestation of evil until... Uh, in God's will, uh, he will release, he will allow uh, the, the full manifestation of, of Satan to come about through the person of the Antichrist. 
Now in First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, uh, we, Paul writes about the mystery of godliness. First Timothy 3, 16, Paul writes, quote, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. The mysterion of uh, Eusebia, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles or the nations, believed on in the world and the cosmos received up into glory. Now, someone has said that this verse could be translated, the first part, great is the mystery of the Christian religion. No, it cannot be translated in that manner. The word in the Old King James Version here for controversy is the word that we get that is used in John, in 1 John uh, 1, 9, uh, which reads, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the word there, if we confess uh, in Greek in uh, 1 John 1, 9 is homologeo, to agree with God. Okay, that word homologeo is transliterated here as controversy. So there's, uh, there's no doubt there is agreement. Great is the mystery of godliness, the musterion, this sacred secret that is, has now been revealed. It is Jesus. And then there's a colon after the word godliness. God was manifest. Theos, Jesus, was manifest in the flesh. Now, this is a very important verse uh, uh, because of the conditions of the first century, and even in our time, uh, uh, because of the, the Gnostics uh, who denied that, that Jesus had a body. So it is a rebuke of Gnosticism. God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit and that Jesus rose out, uh, from the dead on the third day. So uh, very important summation. And in the Greek, the, uh, this verse is set up like a, an ancient hymn. It is beautiful. Uh, scene of angels, speaking of his post-resurrection appearances, and preached. Uh, the, here Paul speaks of the kerygma or the, uh, the heralding of the good news of, of Jesus Christ. He was believed on, pistuo is the Greek word, uh, uh, believed on in the cosmos and received up into glory. 